Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Breakfast special. Good morning. Welcome to the breakfast special. It's Lindley and Ryan here with you. We're down to the very last day of hustings for the presidential election in Singapore. All three candidates, Mr. Angkok Song, Mr. Taman Shamagaratnam, and Mr. Tan Kin Lian, have been campaigning over the last week to win the hearts and minds of Singaporeans. And tomorrow will be cooling off day before Singaporeans head off to the polls on September 1st. Ahead of that, candidates were recently on Mediacorp's live presidential forum when asked for the unique traits that will help them represent Singapore on the global stage. Here's what they said in the order of Mr. Ng, Mr. Taman and Mr. Tan. During my 30 years career at the GIC, the GIC invests in over 40 countries around the world. And so I travelled extensively. I had very good connections, friendships even, with key policy makers, ministers for finance, even former prime ministers, and above all, businessmen, corporate executives. So they all know me. They know me because of my work at the GIC and because the GIC is a very well-known sovereign wealth fund. So I will be able to engage people from overseas when they come to visit Singapore when I, or when they travel overseas. I'll be able to engage them in meaningful conversation. And at the same time, I will be able to discuss with them what are the issues they will be of concern to, to foreign leaders. When they visit Singapore, for example, you know, I will be, the most important thing is for me to be able to project Singapore. That although we are a small country, but we do have influence. But that influence depends on my ability as well as that of the government to project Singapore's reputation. Thank you, Mr. Ng. Mr. Tarman, you're up next and your time starts now. Well, first, I agree with Kok Song's last point. To represent Singapore effectively on the world stage, you have to be able to work with government. The president represents Singapore and he has to work closely with the government and know what Singapore's interests are. It's been really my privilege to be able to serve Singapore internationally, both through my leadership of various international councils, as well as in building up a solid set of relationships with senior figures in Asia, in the West, in the developing world. And I intend to use that if I'm elected president. But there's an additional characteristic that has to be the Singapore way and the Singapore voice of reason. When we act in leadership internationally, when we contribute internationally, we've got to understand the differences of interest between countries, understand the different plights that countries are in, including in the developing world, and find ways of establishing common ground. That's the biggest missing ingredient in the world today identifying common ground between contesting parties and countries in very different circumstances. And Singapore, as a small country that owes its, fu- its, its future and depends in its future on an open global system, is best placed to find that common ground, respect differences of positions and find ways of bridging them. That's the Singapore leadership style. Thank you, Mr. Tarman. Mr. Tan, you're next and your time starts now. Now, I have... Uh 20 years, uh, I was 20 years on the board of a international federation uh, of uh, insurance companies from 65 countries. I, and I served five years as the chairman. Uh, I travel uh, yearly uh, for board meetings and conferences. And before I travel, I take some trouble to understand the culture, the history, and some languages of that country. Uh, and, uh, I know songs of many, in many languages through this travel. Uh, I think 
we should uh, pay respect to other countries and in turn, they will like us. Uh, now, the, although Singapore is a very small country, I was privileged uh, to be elected as a chairman and serve for five years. Uh, I understand uh, the international uh, uh, position of Singapore. We want to promote uh, international cooperation, international trade uh, and international peace. And we want to have good, friendly relations with neighbouring countries. Uh, so those are the government's position. And I, would, I also believe in those positions. And I would be happy to project them. For more on the President's role beyond the custodial functions, we are joined by Associate Professor Simon Tay, Chairman at the Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Welcome to the show, Prof Tay. Good morning. Thank you. Now, beyond the custodial powers as conferred by the Constitution, let's talk about the duties in relation to foreign relations. What did you make of the responses so far in the campaign trail? I think, first of all, it has to be very clear to everybody that the foreign policy of Singapore is the government's policy. This is not a discretionary power of the president. He cannot have an independent foreign policy. However, it matters who fronts that, who says the words. It's just like a bit like a movie. Even if somebody else has written the script, it makes a difference. Who is acting it? Can they act it with conviction? Is it something you want to hear from? Or it's just like mumbling through the words written by somebody else. Mm. It makes a real difference who the credibility of the president is representing Singapore on an international stage. Interesting analogy. A lot of nuances when it comes to the delivery. And when we talk about you no know, meetings, the president is usually at the forefront of meetings with visiting dignitaries as well as overseas state visits. Simon, how important are such meetings? Very important. Besides the formal speech and the parades and all that, they will have moments, hours sometimes to sit down together, connecting as people and not chit-chat, not about, you know, songs or things like that, sometimes entertainment, but really fundamentally behind the closed doors, away from the media and you and me, they will have to connect and talk about serious issues. I think of what the candidate said, the most relevant to the role of president is Mr. Tarman, what he said about Singapore's voice of reason. This is critical. Simon, head of state meetings are usually the highest form of diplomatic exchange. As Singapore's non-residential ambassador to Greece, can you weigh in on the kind of quality someone in the presidential role will have to possess? Well, I can. I mean, in a sense, an ambassador is a very lower form of what the president does. And I'm delighted to say that Singapore has a good standard. But it always depends on ability to prepare and present. The quality of our leadership really matters. I also want to add, I've been on one conference internationally where uh, I was with Mr. Tarman. This is in Germany some years ago. That conference also had uh, Chancellor Angela Merkel. Mr. Tarman stood out. He was not awesome or you know, people did not fear him, but people gravitated towards him. Mm. He had a serious uh, uh, sense of, uh, of knowing and openness and yet very knowledgeable. And mm. I think this really stands out when you look at his record. The two minutes that each of them had on television a few nights ago did not give anyone the chance to read out their full citation. Of Mr. Tarman particularly, if you read out his list, the whole show, you know, I mean, this man has been appointed the chairman, first ever Asian chairman for the IMF, the World International Monetary Fund Financial Committee. And he's been acknowledged not by just Singapore, by the UNH Human Development Report the World Economic Forum. These are not things that Singapore can put people up for. Mm. It's things that people outside recognise the worth of a person to appoint them to these positions. In terms of foreign relations versus custodial duties, is there a weightage and what's the weightage like? 
Well, I must admit that compared to the more frequented talk about reserves or key appointments, this is not a discretionary power. As I've emphasized, the president cannot have an independent foreign policy. Having said that, I think representing Singapore, a small hub in the world, is always going to be critical and it's growing ever more important. I don't want to descend into personalities, but consider this. When President Tony Tan was in office, Mr. Lee Kuan Yew was still alive. Uh, that was the strongest name associated with Singapore. This formula is changing. We will have a younger Prime Minister in the next few years. That is the 4G plan. It's critical, even more than ever, to have a senior person as President who the world can respect and know. All right, we're in conversation with Associate Professor Simon Tay, Chairman at the Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Now, Simon, last election, you were assisting current President Halima Yaakob in your personal capacity as a nominator and a key campaign member. But this time, we understand that you're not endorsing any of the candidates. Based on what you've seen so far from the campaigning this time, what's your assessment of their understanding of the role so far? Well, the difference is that I've known Madam Halima even before she was a member of parliament, mm-hmm. the alone speaker, etc. So when she wanted to stand, I was happy to say that I, on the basis of knowing her for so many years, I thought she was an ideal candidate. I have a respect for candidates and I've met all of them. Briefly for Mr. Ng and briefly for Mr. Tan. And of course, since he was in government, for more times with Mr. Tan. I applaud them all for trying to stand for a very important office in Singapore in a non-partisan way. And I do think that uh, there are differences. If I look at what they've been saying and what the experience is, I'm a professor, so if I may just simplify it for kind of grade, uh, I would say Mr. Tarman's an A+. Uh, what I said about his accolades from outside is depth and wealth of experience, from water forum to, of course, finance, his key strength, and on the social policies, his understanding of how to help uh, Singaporeans, but internationally, how inequality is an issue. That really is an A-plus grade. Comparatively, I said Mr. Ng, though, a long-time uh, GIC uh, head investor. It's a more limited portfolio. I'll give him a B, mm-hmm. B minus. And Mr. Tan, I'm sure he was good at NTUC income, but for international affairs, in a sense, he hasn't set the exam. He might have studied some notes, but he hasn't really set the exam. He's not been tested in this field. So the track records have been made to the public on various occasions by all three candidates. In your opinion, to what extent would such track records help, especially when it comes to dealings on the world stage? Well, in the end also, there's a certain level of energy and expectation. And no matter how prepared they are, there's a certain degree of impromptu having to react to something another leader has said in certain sciences. And in this sense, I would say the energy level matters. I've been impressed by all candidates. But Mr. Tarman is almost a decade younger than them. Uh, he was a very thoughtful, well-traveled senior minister. I know in some quarters, people are saying, well, they want a fully independent, almost oppositional character. I'm not of that view on the point of international affairs. This man has got to speak from the same book, the same script as the prime minister in government. And if he has a difference, it has to be discussed with our minister of foreign affairs and prime minister behind closed doors. It can't be any open differences on international affairs. Singapore, fundamentally, is a very small country. If we don't stand up and speak up well and the voice of reason, we will be ignored. Many other countries, bigger than us, uh, have been ignored. Yeah, and when it comes to the head of state, they do carry some level of influence. So they've been uh, raising issues close to their hearts, like what they want to champion if uh, they're elected. So how important, Simon, is for a president to be fronting, for example, charitable causes beyond the duties expected of them? And taking a lead from President Halima, she's championed many of such causes. 
Yes, I think that's a very good example. I, I think we need somebody in that sense who's quite the complete package. Madam Halima too had some international exposure the International Labour Organization. But her heart and focus was on domestic, and I think she really delivered strongly on that. The late President Nathan similarly had both international affairs standing from his days as ambassador, but also a great help to the Champions Peasants Challenge and other domestic causes. And I think that's the formula we would really ideally want to see. So I've emphasized international standing because that's what my institute does, what my focus is on. But I must say they pair together. Singapore has got to come across as a society that really is trying to connect people to people with other countries around us, using our hub status, our wealth, to really our technology, etc., to help win-win situations. And I think this is where finding that common ground is going to be very important for the president. Can I mention one thing about Madam Halima? For example, while she has sort of followed the government script, she was the person who went to Qatar, uh, met the Qatari uh, leaders early in her presidency, and the last visit official state visit was to Qatar. Subsequently, just in the last week, uh, leaders from Qatar have come to Singapore to strike up deals and start a dialogue, much deeper dialogue of our Prime Minister. And this is a very good example. Uh, what statement is Singapore making when we send a female Muslim Tudong-wearing president mm-hmm. to Qatar? It means really, if you're trying to modernize, you're trying to look outward, Singapore can be that partner. And I'm delighted to see that while there is a script, this script is quite continuous and followed up, leading to the deeper discussion with the Prime Minister. And there are other paths she has opened up. Uh, of course, she also did non-traditional sort of things like going to China during the Olympics, etc. So the President's role in international affairs is not independent, not discretionary, but it really does make a matter the conviction and the character they bring to that role. All right, so much to talk about, but we'll have to leave it there. Thanks so much, Simon, for your insights this morning. Thank you very much. We've been speaking with Associate Professor Simon Tay, Chairman at the Singapore Institute of International Affairs. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.